You're listening to Watching Friends on the HyperX Podcast Network. Welcome back to an explosive episode of Watching Friends. This is season three, episode 16, the one with the morning after. I'm Mark, and you've always got to think about the trail. I'm Ryan, and was I not supposed to? <laughs> no, you was not. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is going to be a pretty big episode, I think, uh, discussing the fallout from our previous one. Uh, before we get into that, though, we've had a new patron. So thank you, Katerina. I hope I've said your name correctly there. Uh, and, you know, we've been having little chats about uh, some of our previous episodes here. Uh, so Katrina says, you know, they like to mention that uh, Rachel is their least favourite character. Because we always ask, like, for us, I think Ross is both of our least favourite character at this point in time. Yeah. And uh, so, so we always ask for your feedback. Who are your least or best characters? And they say that Rachel is the least favourite character. I can't decide who's my favourite, uh, but I definitely relate to Monica most. Um. You know, Ross is not my favourite, but in a lot of arguments with Rachel, I'm on his side. Which... Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can definitely see that. You know, there, for a long time, I didn't used to like Rachel that much because she was like the the very attractive, pretty lady who thinks, you know, she's right and, you know, Ross should be saying sorry all the time. And I think initially she comes across as that, that kind of spoilt brat and they, they play on that a lot, especially in the early episodes of, you know, she's someone who has kind of had everything handed to her and doesn't know how real life actually works. But, but in reality, when you dig deeper, she's actually really funny, really sarcastic. Yep. Uh, she is right a lot of the times, even though, as we're going to discuss in this episode, perhaps she could be better at explaining herself. And it's actually Ross, in my opinion, who's the neurotic one who could, could, could do with saying sorry a bit more often. Yeah, I mean, definitely in this episode. Um. Yeah, we we were just discussing like you know our our love and hatred of Ross, Rachel, and and everyone else really. Uh, but she says that they that Rachel takes uh, too many liberties being new to the group. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, I I quite like that take. That uh, yeah, she does kind of come in and you know she moves in with Monica straight away yeah. without really asking Monica. Uh, you know, just just kind of expect things to to go her way when really she's new to the group dynamic and. Yeah, I agree. I suppose with Monica, it feels slightly different given that they were high school friends, so they've got that connection. But certainly she's very friendly with the rest of the gang very quickly. Mm. Um, for someone who only met Ross as a mate's brother and then the rest of the gang are all entirely new. Yeah, because uh, they also say that Rachel typically behaves the way you do when you're younger. And that's probably why it annoys me. And yeah, I could totally understand. Like she, she especially in the first season, uh, you know, isn't familiar with how the world works, certainly how she like treats like Gumpher and other staff and stuff like that, just has expectations. Mm-hmm, and uh, Ross obviously overreacts with the whole Mark thing, which we're going to go into details for this episode, so perfect timing about that. Um, and yeah, Rachel clearly doesn't care enough to make it easier for Ross. And, you know, you, you discussed that last episode. Yep. Look at that. Carry in it, hitting all, hitting all the points. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have join us as a guest on an episode. Uh. They also say that they always skip over the whole of the uh, on a break thing and the episodes after. Ross is mostly the bigger person in the aftermath and Rachel takes sl- such liberties with the group. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's an interesting one. Like, I, I can understand. Like, at the time when you watch this, this is quite a big thing, but maybe on rewatches, the whole Ross-Rachel relationship isn't why you come back to it because you know how it goes. Yeah. And the arguments can be draining and intense and realistic. Whereas, you know, seeing Chandler and Joe do funny things, like, I, I can relate to that. That's what I'm there for. I'm there for the, the fun and fun times and the humour and less about the, the emotion and rawness of it all. Yeah, I definitely say I come back to Friends time and time again because of the funny, not because of the necessary drama. But I do think that the show balances both really well at times. Um, but I do think Kieran is right about Rachel taking liberties in the aftermath, like, I mean, the next episode, the one without the ski trip. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely Rachel being kind of classic. I'm a shoe, I'm a shoe, Rachel. Yeah, yeah. and, uh, you know, this is where the I'm, you know, we were on a break thing uh, comes about a lot because it, it pops up a lot. And 
There's the classic moment with the, you know, many pages front and back. Is it 17 pages? I'm just saying off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, like stuff like that. It's like, no, you can't do that to someone and expect to get everything your own way. No. And I can't wait to, to discuss like those moments because they are really funny. Like they, they have a lot of realism to them, but they're really funny. Whereas this episode is uh, deeply emotional, deeply impactful, I think. Um, so I guess we should probably get straight into it. Yeah, let's go. We get a previously on Friends with Joey doing the voiceover, which I thought was quite cool. And we get our argument from the previous episode from Ross and Rachel. So obviously we had the cliffhanger. I don't know if at the time this was like a mid-season break, because a lot of episodes now, uh, seasons now in TV shows, they'll have like a mid-season break where they're like, oh, big cliffhanger, make you wait for a few weeks for reasons. I don't understand. And then come back with this. Uh, So that gets you all quickly caught up. Uh, But if you don't know what we're talking about, Go and listen to the previous episode of this podcast because uh, we explain it all there. I mean, I feel like if you're at this point in this podcast and don't know what we're talking about, you wouldn't be here. Really I like mean, it. this might be the your jumping on point. You know, listen to the latest episode. Why not? Uh, and obviously, make sure you join the patron. That's uh, <laughs> patreon.com forward slash watching friends. That's the best jumping on point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, we then head into the next morning and I like it. Uh, when Monica wears a cap, there's something a bit more natural for her, I feel, when she's just kind of dressed down, kind of casual. Uh, it's it's quite a nice change of look for, for Monica here. Didn't occur to me in the slightest. You, you didn't notice this at all? No. No? Like, like how you say that? I was like, Monica had a cap on? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it turns out, though, that Ross didn't make it to dinner with Ross uh, last night, which was meant to be her anniversary, because uh, they kind of broke up instead. That was a big anniversary dinner. Well, we never actually got to dinner. Oh, nice. <laughs> no, we kind of broke up instead. What? <laughs> God, Monica, it's on the ceiling. That's okay. This is more important than fruit. On my ceiling. <laughs> you broke up? Yeah, but it's okay, because when Ross left, Mark came over. Oh, no! No. Rachel, you and Mark! No, 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 it's okay. Calm down. Mark and I talked, and I realized how much I love your stupid brother, and... Yeah, we got our problems, but I really want to make it work. Well, yeah, even Monica uh, is a bit concerned about Mark going over. Yep. I mean, no one... No one wants that situation to happen, even, like, externally. Hmm. Um... So I guess to slightly overshare, when Jess and I broke up, the person she's now marrying was the person I wasn't supposed to worry about. There was the mark of the group. And it was very much like, oh, God damn it. Of all the, you know, like, it, I'm glad she's happy now and it's all water under the bridge. But at the same, at the, at the time, it was like, really? Of all the other lesbians in the world, you had to pick that one. <laughs> so, you know, and, you know, I would, when I was chatting to friends about the situation, they'd be like, really? I'm like, yep, really. And it was just, people have that reaction of like, oh, they don't want, your fears to be validated even if you're already upset and it's you know the horse has bolted but there's still like a bit of like oh great really well rachel has previous on this hasn't hasn't she you know with with paolo which is like you know i had an accident it was with paolo and yep. he comes back into the scene again like why why would you do it so she she has done stuff like this before uh but yeah monica is also looking out for her brother and wondering why she's doing this sort of stuff but it, it's okay because she nothing happened and she realizes that she loves ross and wants to make it work we're all good. We're all good. I mean, one thing that I thought you were going to pick up on that you hadn't was we often talk about how the Gellers are sometimes weirdly cro- close. Yeah. And we don't know if that's because we're British and find it weird or if it Americans are just like that. But when Rachel says to Monica, we didn't make it to dinner, and she's yeah. like, oh, nice. I'm like, <laughs> <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I didn't think about that. If my sister's boyfriend came into the house and went, we didn't make it to dinner, I'm like, dude, shut up. Like, do you want a cup of tea? But don't finish that story. I don't need to know. I'll yeah. need just shut up. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be like high fiving. <laughs> I'd be like, woo, no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let, let me call Ross and find out the detail. Yeah, yeah no, like, yeah. yeah. So, uh, did did you kiss with tongue? Yeah, so I don't <laughs> yeah, no. need to know that. Like, keep it to yourself. No. Uh, but yeah, we're 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 all good. And then we quickly cut to Ross waking up in a strange bed, making sure the covers cover all of his body. Um, I guess we're not so good as a lady in, a, in just a towel appears from the bathroom, and now we all know who this is. It's Chloe. 
Copy girl. Copy girl. <laughs> Copy girl. Uh, so yeah, we then have the intro. Uh, that's that's quite a thing to to start off with. Uh, it is kind of strange how Ross is. You know, he does the thing that women in TV shows normally do when they're in bed, where they're trying to cover up their tops, where the man can just be like, "Here's my chest." Yeah. Uh, he's he's been very odd under the covers, and at first I wondered like whose strange bed this was, and it turns out it's actually Ross's. Yes. I'm so happy you said that because yeah. the way he wakes up, I'm like, oh, he was clearly deliriously drunk because he doesn't know where yes. he is. But he was so out of sorts and didn't know where he was and discombobulated that I didn't think we were at his house. No. And I was looking there going, this doesn't look like a Ross room. No. Like nothing about this room. Says and the Ross. way he's covering himself in the covers, you're like, oh, he's clearly, you know, naked under the covers. He doesn't want to be naked in this room he doesn't feel familiar with in this house. Yeah. Doesn't know who he's even with potentially. No. I mean, I yeah, weird. Although I'm not like that. Once you've seen me naked, I'm entirely comfortable. <laughs> I, I, I once went, I was at a girl's once, and I went to make a cup of tea, and she had a dressing gown, like a big fluffy one, or a like silk kimono. It wasn't real silk. Um, so naturally, I picked the kimono. Um, it was just like strolling around the house in this kimono, only for a brother to walk in halfway through me making uh, a cup uh, of tea. And, I, and, and how far down did this cover? No, if it was covered. Oh, okay. I mean, I wouldn't bend down to pick up the newspaper <laughs> in it, but, but it was covered. But I was like, me, and I was like, oh, hello, sibling of the person's yeah. kimono I'm wearing. It was just, I found it quite funny, to be honest. But yeah, I don't understand why Russell is uncomfortable. She's always seen you naked, like, can't be something. Well, well, he doesn't know at this point, because he's just woken up like, where am I? Who's here, sort of thing. So I could see why he's a bit uncomfortable. But it's, it's his apartment. And I, I was trying to think, have we ever seen Ross's bed up to this point because I don't think we have no um, so we're in Ross's apartment and there's a little hatch between the kitchen and living room which is weird but interesting considering yeah. the apartment's very small uh, and he's got all these like things all decorated oddly on this hatch like they are purposely placed uh, so he's got like photos of Ben and antique clocks and flowers oddly uh, and we can even see from the calendar it's January January. I noticed. But yeah, it's just the way they're, they're all face it. Almost like, you know, when you see um, interviews at, at football matches and that, and they've got all their Cokes all lined up and the Coke logo is perfectly facing. Yeah. It was all like that. It was all a little bit strange. Yeah, it's, you know the set dressing's done a bad job when you notice the set dressing. Yes. Uh, and then Ross uh, goes to his answering machine uh, because uh, Rachel has called, left a message. She's upset about the breakup and is sorry. So that's from last night when he was out with... Copy Girl or mm. Chloe. Well, he was in with Copy Girl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is this a first for Rachel saying sorry? Because I think it might be. Um, yeah, maybe. I don't I don't really think she's done anything at this point where she's needed to say sorry. I think she has done at, at points, but... I mean... It's, not, not not cheating on you, so, sorry, no. but... It's nice that she's taken ownership of what happened, though. Like, because... She did. She was horrible to Ross when she kicked him out of her office, and then she shouted him when he got home. And then she like all of all of the not like it's her fault. He cheated. I'm just thinking of all the arguments they've had there. But it's nice that she's taken ownership this time because yeah, she was the impetus for this happening. I guess. So she says that she'll turn up to Ross's in the morning before work at around eight thirty, and uh, looks like it's nearly eight thirty now. And uh, Copy Girl is still at Ross's. The way David Trimmer acts this out is freaking amazing. It's it's the best pretend panic i've ever yeah. seen and even though like i don't know what it is about these kind of scenes in tv even if you want ross to get caught there's something about time panic yeah. that's immediately entertaining to me and i'm like oh my god like hide the woman and yeah. even though even even if i'm watching a show and i really want that person to get busted i'm still like hide the woman i, <laughs> I think it's like the same with frazier isn't it it's, it's the farce of it all but also the the perfection and timing of how doors open and shut and you know people just miss just yeah. perfectly. It's great. I love it. Uh, because, yeah, he is freaking out. He needs to get her out of there. Uh, oddly, though, I found like he's actually fairly honest with her. And she doesn't seem to, to mind just being a, a one-night stand rebound. No, I mean, I think that like we mentioned last episode of you, you get a very clear sense of how Chloe sees life. And yeah. this isn't a thing to her. She's like, well, well, he was single when I slept with him. I didn't really care either way. Like, I'm enjoying myself. I'm an adult, makes my choices. He makes his choices. You know, while that may seem strange to some people, it, it's very open and honest with herself. Like, she's... It is. But you would think that she might feel a bit, bit rubbish about him going, oh, my girlfriend's coming back to me now. You need to get out of the house. Like, if, even if she's just like, look, I had fun. It was a great time. I don't really care about you. 
just the way he's acting, you'd be like, oh, you know, it could be a bit more polite about, about what happened. Maybe. And I think she handles it in a weirdly admirable way for who she is, I guess. Uh, but just as she's about to leave, Rachel appears. Good luck with your girlfriend. Oh, thank you. I hate you. <laughs> Rachel! <laughs> You are right on time. So, what do you say? Can I be your girlfriend again? Yes, you can very much. (laughs) So, yeah. Fast. Yes. Just perfect fast. I mean, it's obvious when Ross is lying because he gets very high pitched. (laughs) Very, very overreacting. Uh, So, uh, it's just that phrase, though. You know, can I be your girlfriend again? Ugh. Just hate it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of language is cringy when you hear it. Do, do, do you like like me? Are we official? I, all those terms I absolutely hate. Yeah, I mean, the, the phrase girlfriend is incredibly juvenile, especially at so. our age, at their age. But at the same time, words hold a meaning and they're very specific. I mean, I'm a language dork, aren't I? So. I think it's, it's not necessarily the words. It's more... They're asking. It's like it's like you going like, "Milady, may I kiss you?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> tip off a door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's you shouldn't need to ask. It's it's just a weird thing to. In, you shouldn't ask. Can we be in a relationship? It should just be kind of natural. No, I get it, but do you know she's worried and upset, and it's kind of cute. I'm I'm giving Rachel a pass for the cringe on this one. Thankfully, Copy Girl plays along and hides behind the door. I love when like just sticks out the door <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, yeah, and it's like, you know what, Chloe, I'm not. Look, no one's mad at you. I don't know anyone no. who just dislikes. No, Chloe no, she's fine. Girl, really, she, she's perfectly acceptable in this this situation. Like, you go, Chloe. Like you've had a nice time and now you're being supportive. I mean, Chloe's she, a good friend. She she could have been like Mark and just been like, oh Ross, where where's my underwear? <laughs> <laughs> where's my shoe, Ross? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ross is incredibly lucky that she acts like this and plays along. Um, yeah, it would be. I mean, the situation, as we'll see, degrades pretty quickly, but it doesn't... Uh, that would have been dead before it started. Yes. We then end up at Monica's. She's cleaning the ceiling because of her earlier uh, fruit, 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 fruit mishap. Uh, when Phoebe arrives, uh, she's brought up Monica's mail. Uh, apparently, Monica has brought some stuff from a TV advert, uh, something called Waxine. And, you know, I kind of forget that the, the 90s was all about waxing. Uh, especially your bikini zone and having a Brazilian was seen as sexy. Uh, do people still even have Brazilians anymore, Ryan? I don't know. I don't but, I assume that people have what their preferences. Well, yeah, because it, it, in the papers it was like, oh, this naughty thing. And like that, that word was, you know, the, the key thing in all the papers, all the magazines, like, you know, the supermodel's got a Brazilian. Ooh. I mean, I feel like those kind of magazines need something to kind of market and sell you on. And mm. I don't, I mean, I, I, cringe the idea of calling them women's magazines because it's very sexist but they're very targeted in a let's undermine your insecurity and help sell the beauty industry whereas now i feel like having a wax or waxing is completely normal yeah it's not it's just standard it's like having a shave or getting your hair cut or having a shower like okay yeah you got rid of the hair you didn't want yeah fair enough uh at the boys ross is spilling the beans to tron and joey he's in hell uh, what's Rachel going to say when he tells her what happened? Chandler is uh, right here, though. Uh, how stupid is Ross? Very stupid. Yes. Uh, <laughs> thankfully, Ross listens to the guys, and this is where I love Joey's street smarts. Uh, he comes out with some of the strange, clever things ever. Uh, like, did Ross think about the trail? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, we figured when we couldn't find you, you'd gone home to make up with Rachel. Which is probably what you should have done, huh? <laughs> you think? God, I, I'm in hell. I mean, what, what am I going to do? Rachel's all like, I love you, and, and let's work on this. And all I can think about is, what is she going to do? What is she going to say when I tell her what I did? Well, before we answer that, I think we should address the more important question. How dumb are you? <laughs> Look, we're trying to rebuild a relationship here, right? What, how am I supposed to do that without being totally honest with each other? Ross, look, I'm on board about the total honesty thing. I am. Just not about stuff that's going to get you in trouble. <laughs> He's right. Nobody's going to benefit, and you're just going to hurt her. 
Yeah, and there won't be a relationship left to rebuild. Yeah, but don't All right, look, if you absolutely have to tell her, at least wait till the timing's right. And that's what deathbeds are for. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Okay, now, we just have to make sure she doesn't find out some other way. Did you think about the trail? What trail? <laughs> the trail from the woman you did it with to the woman you hope never finds out you did it. You always have to think about the trail. Well, I, I don't think there's any trail. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, Chloe works with that guy, Isaac. Isaac's sister is Jasmine. And Jasmine works at the massage place with Phoebe. And Phoebe's friends with Rachel. And that's the trail. I did it. <laughs> I did the thinking. Okay. Because Ross is stupid. Like, I, I know that sounds bad. It does sound bad. And I'm, aside from the joke I made before the clip, tell her straight away. Right. But I think that, that Joey and Chandler are right here. Like, telling her what he's done is not going to make things better for anyone. Now, they were on a break. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that, right? All right. Uh, but yeah, going going. Hey, Rachel, uh, I slept with some girl last night. Is not gonna make this situation any better. It's just gonna make everything worse. She's gonna feel worse. Uh, you know, ignorance is bliss. And in my eyes, Ross really hasn't done anything wrong at this point. Controversial. The, the comments. Yes. Are gonna yes. Um, I I don't think he's done anything wrong in the sense of, as far as he was concerned, they weren't in a relationship. And that ambiguity is mostly Rachel's fault at this point yep. because she didn't chase him to carry it, clarify it and she was the impulse at the break. So, yeah, I don't think, like, ethically he's done anything wrong. I no. feel like he should probably tell her for two reasons. Um, one, she knows... He knows she'd be upset by what's happened. Yep. And I feel like if you know that, you, you've got the supposed to tell them. Like, if he doesn't think Rachel would care because they're on a break, then why would you tell her? Like, Rachel doesn't care. But he knows she would care. And I feel like because you know it would upset her, you have to tell her because it's the right thing to do. And also, you probably get caught out anyway. Like, there is that, definitely. And imagine how worse it's going to be then. And we'll, we'll get more into a point I'm going to make in a bit later on. But... Definitely tell her. Tell her straight away because if she finds out another way or later on in life, it's going to be much worse. I saw a news article the other day that said that a 96-year-old man had divorced his wife of 80 years because he found out of... That doesn't make any sense. They've been 60... However, they've been together like 70 plus years or whatever, a long time. But he divorced her at the age of like 90-something because he found out she had an affair when they were in the early 20s. Wow. And I was like, damn. Everyone was like, oh my God, that's so petty. They've had this life together. And I was like, well... No, he's, he's had a relationship with someone who lied to him for 70 years, so I don't blame him for getting the divorce at 96. How do you find out a secret like that that many years later? I mean, I would assume that she's been potentially burdened by guilt, and then, you know, maybe, you know, I need to be honest before we kick the bucket. She should have thought about the trail. Yeah, the, the trail, I imagine most of that trail was dead. That so, rage. I, I imagine she confessed, but it's just... You know, be honest straight away because lying is worse than anything else. It is, but I don't, I don't know how being honest with Rachel is going to make her feel better at all. It's not going to make anything better telling her this. Uh, but I, I love the phrase, did you think about the trail? And I like using it a lot with people. Even, just, even if they're just like, met a girl or whatever, you're like, did you think about the trail? The trail? Like, like, <laughs> there's, there's, there's no cheating going on, but it's just funny. Uh, and you know, like... Joey, Joey's right. Like, have you thought about how else, you know, she's going to know? And like you say, she will find out potentially in the future unless you sort out the trail first. And Chandler figures it out. He does. Somehow he, he, he knows a lot about who knows who. Yeah, he's it, impressive. But he, that's why he's so proud of himself when he worked up the trail. Mm. He's like, I feel like he's never been in this situation. He's unlikely to be in this situation. So it's probably the only trail he's ever going to have to figure out. But yeah. Joey definitely has had many trails he's had to figure out. Joey probably has like a chart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we've read string that joins yeah. all the time. Yeah. Well, if I sleep with Sarah, does she know Judith? Like, uh, I think it's got to the point with Joey where he just he just gives up and it's like, she steals things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we certainly know that he has forgot about the trail in future episodes where he's like, I know this apartment. I know this cactus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it, the trail apparently ends with Phoebe. Uh, we're back at Monica's and the girls are waxing their legs and it's full of pain, which kind of reminds me of the scene from The 40-Year-Old Virgin, which mm -hmm. is a great film. Yeah. 
Uh, that actually was real, though. That scene where I forget the actor's name. Steve Carell. Yeah, uh, they wax him, and it's all ad libbed. Uh, there's there's no acting going on there. It's just all done for laughs. I mean, having hair ripped out your body by wax is not fun. I've never had it done, so I have, as I've said before. <laughs> we won't tell that story again. But yeah, it's it's not excruciatingly painful, but it ain't nice. No, yeah, it's you're getting lots of tiny hairs pulled out of you. <laughs> Uh, we're at the copy place and Ross chases down the copy girl. Uh, apparently, she stole Ross's watch. Uh, that's the thing that she does. She, does she, she, she takes little mementos of her conquests. That's weird. That's the way I think of it, rather than her going, nice watch, that's worth some money. I prefer the idea that she just likes to steal watches than to she has some weird wall of mementos. <laughs> I think she just goes, oh, I'll take that. Just, just there. Uh, you know, he's concerned about the trail. Uh, and, you know... It turns out that she did actually tell her best friend, Isaac. Uh, he's certainly got an interesting look for sure. Yep. I, I guess that's the best way to phrase it. Very, very 70s. Alternative. Yeah, he doesn't, yeah. you'd notice him in a crowd. Well, yeah, because he's got an afro. Uh, just like the very hippie kind of clothing. Even the way he speaks sounds like yeah. his camera out of a Cheech and Chong movie. Yes. Uh, Ross wants to make sure that the trail ends here, though, uh, but finds out it doesn't. Um, it turns out that uh, Isaac told someone else. I love how Isaac's all like, monogamy is too cruel to rule. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, we're the same, you and I. And Ross's like, no one else. Like, yeah, but we are, though. <laughs> like, he reminds me of this character from that 70s show who's like the old hippie. Yeah. And really reminds me of him. He's like, yeah, but no, man. Like, we're totally fucked fair. But definitely you can see, like, him and, and Chloe have an outlook on life where it's just like, yeah, just have fun, who cares, whatever. Like, I mean, very laid back. I get the sense that Isaac, the way Isaac talks about monogamy makes it sound like he's in... Or an ethical monogamy where no, no people don't know, he just cheats all the time. Mm. Whereas you've got ethical non-monogamy where people are like open and chill and don't care. But the way Isaac talks to Ross makes it sound like he's like, yeah, I don't care. I'll just sleep around her and because whatever. Do you know what? Joey, Joey could do with meeting him because he could learn a new word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ross heads to the massage parlor because that's uh, the woman that uh, Isaac has told. Um and this is where Phoebe's co-worker already knows what's gone on. So th- this is, I really like this kind of little tangle that's been weaved here. Of like, you know, Isaac knows a woman at Massage Parlor actually knows Phoebe. We've, know, we've met Jasmine before. Yes. When she gives Frank Jr. a massage and mm-hmm. he thinks she's a prostitute. I don't know why, but I absolutely love this woman's voice. Yeah, there's something interesting about it. I feel like I've seen her in a lot of things, but I can't think where. It's like just the way she, there's something about it that like it just my ear likes, mm. but she's like, you did a bad thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's so like, like earnestly disappointed in Russ. There's like a weird naivety to her that I like. I, f- I think you've just let on way more <laughs> than you realize. <laughs> uh, she hasn't told Phoebe yet though, thankfully for Ross. Uh, but this is where we learn uh, she has told her roommate though, mm. Gunther. Uh-oh. And I really like this aspect. We get to know a bit more about Gunther, which is always great. And I think it gives us a little insight into who Gumpher hangs around with. Because we've always joked that, you know, he lives in the basement or, or whatever. No, <laughs> but, you know, he, you know, he has a roommate he, and it's Jasmine. And, you know, she, like, does the massage. He works at the coffee place. You know, you could actually imagine them hanging out, you know, having a cigarette, whatever. Just, just chatting, uh, chilling and chatting and stuff. Yeah. So. It makes me think that sometimes when Phoebe's not at Monica's, she her, could be at Jasmine's hanging out with Gunther. Yeah. Like, I like the idea that those two could be way closer than we ever actually thought before. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I, I really like this. Uh, race into the coffee shop, though. Uh, Gumpher already knows what's about to happen the moment he sees Ross. It's just, it's just the way he he's just like, casually like cleaning the table or whatever he's doing. And he sees Ross at the door and he's like, puts his head down and scrubs even harder. Like he, he knows what's, what's about to happen. I, I guarantee that stuff's came up at work that morning. And someone's like, oh, Gunther, we need you to do this. And he's like, you take care of it. Gunther has not left that spot. No, he he's knows. He's stood there waiting for Ross the entire morning. Like the back could be on fire and one of the waitresses <laughs> would have to deal with it because Gunther is not missing this opportunity. He cannot wait to drop this explosive bombshell. He's practically giddy with, <laughs> with delight. After three seasons, finally Gunther's won up on Ross. Which is really sad and a bit mean, but... Yep. Rachel is surely his for the taking now, right? Jasmine? Uh-huh. Yeah. We met at Phoebe's birthday party. I'm, I'm Ross Geller. You did a bad thing. <laughs> yes, I did. Very bad. Very bad. Very, very bad. I'm agreeing with you. Did you, listen, did you happen to tell Phoebe yet? No. Okay, Jasmine, please, 
Please don't. I love my girlfriend very much, and I want more than anything to just work it out with her, okay? All right. Thank you. Thank you. But you should probably talk to my roommate, because I told him, and he knows Phoebe, too. Who's your roommate? Gunther! Gunther, please tell me you didn't say anything to Rachel about me and the girl from the copy place. I'm sorry. Was I not supposed to? It's just brilliant. You're sod. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was I not supposed to? Yeah, just brilliant. Like, you just know he's never, ever, ever enjoyed saying words in yeah. his life. Ever as much as a, oh, was I not supposed to? Like, he might as well have just been sticking his fingers and his tongue out at the same yeah. time. He's so gleeful about yeah. it. Yep. Just absolutely brilliant. Amazing. Um, so, my question before that was, Rachel is surely his for the taking now, right? Well, maybe not right now, because as Ross turns around, there is Rachel with a deaf stare that could go through solid concrete. Uh, not only does she know, she's also caught Ross trying to cover it up as well. And that's the worst part to me. Yes. If I were Rachel in this situation, copy girl, I might be able to get over. I don't know. Um, the giant elaborate effort of deceit nah Ross is dead to me yeah especially if he was like you know Gunther I need to find Rachel like I need to talk to her I need to tell her no it's like has, have you told Rachel yet and like she's heard that yep like, she, she knows he, she knows he's trying to lie and, it, and yep. cover it up and that would hurt me way more than okay you slept with someone while you thought you were single like yeah this got around very quickly though didn't it so um it's been what uh, a day maybe half a day yeah well i guess it's still morning like i'm assuming rachel's not been to work yet i don't know she because they met at half eight uh he went to the boys apartment to have a chat we what time is it i don't know yeah like i, I it could be morning next day right yeah i mean it could be saturday and everyone else is chilling and rachel sort of has to go fix the nightmare of the work yeah. before you yeah. don't know who knows uh but while we contemplate that let's have a quick ad break Welcome back. We are now back at Monica's. The girls are ripping wax strips off each other's legs uh, when the boys run into help thinking that they're being attacked because they're just screaming in pain. <laughs> it's great. Uh, look, their legs look uh, smooth and shiny now, though. Yep. I noticed. Uh, the guys are dismissive of their pain, though. Being hit in the crotch is much worse than a little wax, right? Yes. Having experienced both, <laughs> yes, definitely is. Uh, Phoebe adds some to Joey's arm, and then as she pulls it off, he makes a violin string noise to try and hide his pain, which I really liked. <laughs> you know, I, I think all men have had that, where you've been hitting the crotch or somewhere else. You've had to go, mm-hmm, nope, perfectly fine. I remember vividly being in A-level biology and teasing my friend. I said I made some inappropriate joke about a girl he fancied in the class. Right. And it probably crossed the line. And he flicked his steel toe cap boot out so quickly. It was like a rattlesnake. It hit me <laughs> square in the jewels. And I just kind of went... <laughs> and then I couldn't really... I look, obviously, you're at school messing around. So yeah. You can't get your friend in trouble. And I had to try and sit down on this like really uncomfortable science stool. Yeah. Just kind of like... Mm, and just sit there while everyone else on a little party's wetting themselves. <laughs> and I'm basically dead. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah it's a familiar sound. Did, did you fail biology and then your biology failed you? No, as far as I know, my biology is fine. <laughs> I did fail biology though. <laughs> I think. I can't even remember it so long ago. At this very moment, though, we hear shouting as Ross and Rachel barge into the apartment. Uh, sensing this is a bad time, Chandler shuts the door, leaving Chandler, Joey, Monica and Phoebe trapped in Monica's room. And they can hear everything that is going on through that door. <laughs> come on. Rachel, come on, talk to me, please. You, I can't even look at you right now. What? Nothing, nothing. <laughs> mistake i made a mistake okay a mistake what were you trying to put it in her purse where where did he put it <laughs> ross you had sex with another woman oh my god oh god, i knew something had to be wrong because my fingernails did not grow at all yesterday 
So, yeah. Uh, we then get another classic Ross and Rachel argument. Yeah, it's intense. Like, what else would you have? Like, it's going to be an argument. Rachel uh, wants Ross to leave. Uh, but, you know, Ross wants to, to talk things through. Um, of course he does. He's the, you know, at this point, he's the bad guy. Like, he is, yes. Uh, this reminds me of some things that you've said in the past, though, where you're just like, you want to just fix the issue. Let's just talk and fix it. Oh, yeah, I'm, I hate leaving things unresolved. Like, that's why I wouldn't have left in the previous episode where she said a break from us. I'd have been like, no, that is vague. What does that mean? I need a definitive... Yeah answer to what's happening 17 pages front and back <laughs> yeah i did let me no, i want i want some concise information yeah so you know they've, they've come in barged in having a massive argument uh ross wants to talk about it okay let's talk about how she was get out of here just no, get out now no, i know i want to stay i want to talk about this okay all right how was she uh-oh <laughs> Was she good? Don't answer that. Come on, Ross. You said you wanted to talk about it. Let's talk about it. How was she? She was awful. She was Horrible. not good. Not good. Nothing not compared to you. She, she was different. Oh. Uh-oh. Good. Different. Nobody likes change. <laughs> I, love, I love that line. Just, Nobody likes change. Nobody likes change. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what an idiot. So, so Ryan, how do you ever answer this question if it happens to you? Yeah. How, how how was she, Ryan? I don't know. I was drunk. I barely remember. Oh, I don't know if drunk is a good enough excuse. But I mean, what else am I going? I mean, I'm all for honesty, but yeah. like, I feel like I wouldn't. Wouldn't it be like, oh, she was dreadful and it was terrible because that seems weirdly yeah. horrible? Yeah, like, oh, yeah, I, I cheated on you with someone and they were absolutely terrible. That's why I'm coming back to you. Yeah, yeah, no, but at the same time, I wouldn't be like, whoopee, she <laughs> no. taught me a few things, you know what I mean? Like, it, No, I, I, I think, you know, when Chandler has the right idea of, you know, she's terrible, she's awful, like, you know, I, you know don't answer that. No, I just, just, yeah, don't, like, I just, don't, don't answer it. Plead the fifth, just like, that, that's not important. Because like, why are you asking me that? You've right. got to love the the sarcasm that's dripping off Rachel when she's there. Like, so how was she then? Tell me, tell me all about it. Like, she's angry and annoyed. Yeah, she's deliberately asking questions to to me. Plus, she definitely doesn't want the answer. No, like there is a chance that really that could have backfired massively, and Ross could have just gone. She was bloody amazing, but that's not the point. I love you, and then forever she's going to be weird about it. So, uh, yeah, it's awkward. But I would I would probably plead the fifth and just be like, uh. I can't remember. I was wrong. So, not that she was different then. <laughs> no, not different. I mean, nobody likes change. It's a hilarious <laughs> joke. But, I mean, he's trying. I mean, fair play to Ross that he's trying to honestly answer the question she's asked, even if Rachel hasn't earnestly asked the question. So, kind of fair play to Ross on that one. But at the same time, don't answer it. Just, I yeah, I, I think Ross is a huge idiot. Uh, there's yeah. nothing he can say that's going to come across well. He's either going to seem like he's been an ass to, to Chloe. Or he's going to upset Rachel even more. It's just the way, you know, he goes into more details and just makes the situation even worse. Like, nobody likes change. Like, like it's, it's a funny line, as you say. Yeah, like, <laughs> but, but that's not what she wants to hear right now. Uh, now we get to hear it. Uh, we were on a break. Look, I didn't think there was a relationship to jeopardize. I thought we were broken up. We were on a break. That, for all I knew, could last forever. That, to me, is a break up. You think you're going to get out of this on a technicality? Look, I'm not trying to get out of anything, okay? I thought our relationship was dead. Well, you sure had a hell of a time at the wake. You know what? I don't think we should listen to this anymore. What? What are you doing? I can't go out there. Why not? I'm hungry. Uh, Rachel's done it again. Uh, that is my joke. My joke? My joke. The, the hell of a time at the wake had me in fits of laughter. Just, it's so, it's classic Rachel Green comedy that we like to highlight now yep. on the podcast, where it's like a mission to make sure everyone respect her for the comedy genius that she is. That's so quick. Like, the, I know the TV shows are scripted, <laughs> and, you know, we're not actually, it wasn't like it was ad lib, but it's such a great line. And to come out of that so quickly, like, you had a hell of a time at the wake. <laughs> it's so funny. If I was Ross, I'd have laughed at that and got in way more trouble, because <laughs> yes. that's, that's objectively funny. No yeah. matter how much trouble I'm in, if you say something funny, I'm going to laugh at it. No, that was brilliant. 
Uh, so, Ryan, I, I think we need to discuss this, and I'm going to apologise to the audience in advance if this goes on for a bit. Were they on a break? Am I allowed to sit on the fence? No. Yes, but you still shouldn't have done it. I think yes as well, and uh, I guess that was quicker than I expected that discussion would be. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. Yeah, they were. like they well, had... well, well, the cast have already answered this at the reunion. Uh, everyone got asked, and everyone was like, yep, they want a break. Jennifer Hansen was like, yep, they want a break. Uh, Matt LeBlanc was like, hiding behind the sofa. <laughs> like, he's the only one who, who kept it going, sort of thing. Um, yeah, I, I would love to know what our audience think of this because this is the the decisive or divisive um, question of the show. Were they on a break? Uh, I think, yes, they were. Yeah, I don't think given that she says, take a break from us. Yes, because it's intellectually, are they on a break? And that doesn't impact the, how the emotion of everything feels. Like mm. Russ didn't stop loving Rachel the second she said that he didn't stop loving Rachel when he heard Mark's voice on the phone. No. Um, but I still don't think he should have slept with her. But. No, the, the issue is she said, let's have a break from us. And Ross has taken it as we're broken up. We're not together anymore. Not exclusive. Whatever words you want to use. Where she's basically gone. We need to take some time apart. And there's like a very like thin line between, between those. And so, you know, Rachel is, is like, you know, we weren't broken up. We were just meant to not see each other or chat for a little bit so we could both calm down, both collect our thoughts. And obviously, yeah, she's going to be upset. And, you know, you, you even sit with people who have broken up or been broken up for a long time or maybe even never together where people just get jealous. Yeah. And, yeah, she, she does have every right to be upset, I think, and jealous. At the same time, she told Ross... Go away, we're not together anymore. The end. Yeah, I mean, she's acting like Rush cheated on her. Mm. And from a, as she says, technicality standpoint, does that matter? No, because emotionally it's going to feel like cheating or a betrayal anyway. Because even if she had gone, oh, we've broken up, you're kind of like, okay, well, how would you feel if someone broke up with you and then, like Ross's opinion was, she immediately jumped into bed with Mark and yeah. jumped into bed with Chloe. Like, how... As Rachel brings up later, how would he have felt if she and Mark had slept together? Perfectly fine. Oh, yeah, like <laughs> you, there's still an emotional reaction to techni technically just because oh, it's my fault doesn't mean she's not allowed to be upset by it. No. And I think it oversimplifies it to be like, oh, they were on a break, therefore Ross is in the clear. Yeah. Like, Did he cheat? No. Should he have done it? No. Is Rachel still upset and has the right to be? I guess because it's her feelings and she can feel how she wants, but... It would be upsetting to me to find out that, you know, I broke up with someone and four hours later they slept with someone else. I'd be like, well... Yeah, wait, yeah what, what else was going on sort of thing for it to happen that quickly? Even like, what did, what did I actually mean to you for you to be able to move on that quickly? But yeah. then that also gets into, you know, how do people see sex? Yeah. Some people see it as like an important emotional caring thing and some people just see it as a physical act. Yeah. So if, if you're of the physical act category and I dump you and you go sleep with someone... If, if, if you know, monogamy is too cruel or raw. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's still like, it's, it's, it's complicated... But at the same time, I would probably be upset if someone slept with someone like hours after we broke up. So I'm like, well, I couldn't have meant that much to you. No, exactly right. But at the same time, as, as I said in the last episode, I only think Ross slept with Chloe because Mark was there and Rachel lied. Oh, uh, yeah, I think he was hurt. He emotionally just wasn't there, wasn't thinking, was drunk, whatever you want to answer. Uh, and it just happened. It, I, I don't think it was a deliberate act from him. Like, he didn't go after Chloe. No. Uh, he didn't initiate anything. He just kind of went with the flow and in the morning he's like, okay, something happened, but what? Yeah. It, it wasn't like, yes, I've, I've completed my task. Yeah, I mean, I always like, like the phrase, you know, an explanation's not an excuse. Yeah. So while I understand why Ross did it and what was going on and how it happened, we also don't think that he necessarily excuses him from... No. But also everything he's done of trying to cover it up also adds to, to make this worse. Yeah, but to me that's the issue. Like... If it had happened and he'd just gone, look, I thought we'd broken up, I was drunk, I over, I called you and Mark was here, I I slept with someone last night because mm. reasons or whatever. Even if you think reasons, just it, just the confession enough might be enough to actually be upset and angry and might kick him out. But I feel like you'd be like, oh my God, that's crap. But he came and told me and you'd have an argument and come and say, and I feel yeah. like you'd be able to work past it easier. Whereas the deceit is like, what the hell? 
Well, I, I wonder if Rachel would, because as we, I guess we discussed with our, our patron uh, at the start of the episode, Rachel has certain expectations, I think. And I wonder if she wouldn't like feeling slighted by that. I'm, in this instance, going to say no. I don't think it's Rachel being, you know, a diva or having weird expectations because Paolo grabs Phoebe's butt and she throws him out and that's a very angry reaction, but yep. that's basically where it stops. She's not, she doesn't mope for weeks afterwards, but this is Ross. This is Ross and Rachel and it's it's their relationship and it's not just, oh, we're dating. They're in a relationship. They're in love. It, it hits different. Can, can I can I throw a spanner in, in the works there? Yep. Uh, Rachel got Ross to cheat on his girlfriend. That is true. Doesn't make it okay. <laughs> no, it, no. Doesn't, it, it doesn't. But at the same time, you know, she has been party to, you know, messing with Ross in relationships. True. I mean, but I think, you know, Rachel and Ross see each other as, you know, they're lobsters. Yeah. And even if there are immoral things around that, it, you know, I mean, I don't particularly believe in the idea of the one, but they do. And... I think the people excuse that kind of stuff because, oh, it's me. Like, it doesn't matter yeah. that Ross cheated with me because we're Ross and I. I. I guess the point is, you know, she was quite happy with Ross cheating on his previous girlfriend, but now it's happening to her. She's acting all high and mighty, which is how people probably could look at, at Rachel. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, I, I think they want a break, but it doesn't mean that she can't feel the way she does or feel upset over this. And she can't, and certainly she can feel betrayed despite it kind of being her fault that this all happened. Yeah. Um, well, I think the problem with the, the Ross's tact here is that he goes in like it's her fault and he tries to <laughs> logically, you know, like, well, yes. you can't be mad that I did this because the only reason it happened is it's all your fault. And then you're like, which is, which is gaslighting a little bit at times, but yeah, he's still responsible for his own choices, yes. no matter what the situation, how the situation arose. Like he still, he still chose to sleep with her, no matter how drunk he was. Again, yeah. an explanation is not an excuse. Um, but yeah, he's just going about it the wrong way. I mean, if anything, he should be apologising for the lie, not the sleeping. Yeah, but Rachel seems to be only focusing on the sleeping, not the lie. Which... Yeah, and I think that's, I wouldn't say the necessary difference between men and women, but certainly her attitude and his attitude she's taken that like way more personal um like him being with another woman like is it's a lot worse than if she had got with mark like while he does like joke later on like yeah i could deal with it like he wouldn't have but maybe he would have been more understanding than rachel she she sees it more personal like the connection between people yeah i don't i think if rachel had slept with Mark, that would have been the end of Ross and Rachel forever. Purely because of the... Because Ross wouldn't be able to get ever get over it. Well, just more the context. And like, the copy girl is the copy girl to you know, most people. It's not... Yeah, she, she is just random stranger to Rachel. Whereas Mark, there's the history. Yeah, there's a whole you know relationship and friendship yeah. there that Ross was already worried about. And there's, it's way more involved in a deeper situation than just, oh, the girl from the copy place. Hmm. Um, if Rachel had slept with, you know... I don't know, guy from Central Park, that would be different to Mark. Yeah. So I, I don't think the other, it's a fair comparison for Rachel to make, given that there's a lot more context there for Mark than there is for Chloe. We then cut to Monica's room. Uh, Joey is right. They shouldn't be listening to this anymore. Uh, but you can't just leave like this. Can't, no. Uh, I thought initially Joey was, was being a good person, but it turns out he's just hungry. Yep, he just wants to get out of there <laughs> so we can eat, yeah. which is a very Joey thing to do. Yep. Uh, Rachel is upset that she found out from Gunther. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's fair. Uh, and again, Ross makes it yet again even worse. Um, you know, the guys uh, think it's, you know, going to be okay to, to leave the room now because, you know. It's fine. Like, we're not in trouble. Yeah. Like, like you know, they're, they're busy with their argument and Ross has made it worse. Like, we can sneak out. Like, Rachel won't notice. Uh, that is until Ross throws them under the bus. Yeah. The guy's told me not to tell you. I just <laughs> yeah. everything to stop that from happening. Yeah. It's like, uh-oh. Yeah, I think that it's absolutely brilliant. Don't throw your friends under the bus like that. Uh, yeah, they're never leaving now. That's right. Uh, the guys and girls have been trapped for hours now. Phoebe's even had to phone her job to say that she can't come in. 
I love the way she does that. She's like, mm. you're going to have to cover my, my nine o'clock because it's 9.15 and I'm not there. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one day I might call anything and just use that type of line. Lucky but, that she's got a phone in her room, right? Yeah. It, it just, I just, it's like, I'm not there. The way she says it, it's <laughs> yeah. just, they weren't sure. Like, you're not? Oh my God. Uh, Ross then brings up Mark again. Uh, wrong move because Rachel knows Ross can't deal with Rachel being with Mark. Realize none of this would ever have happened if I didn't think at that same moment you were having sex with Mark. All right. Let's say I had slept with Mark. Would you have been able to forgive me? Yes, I would. <laughs> You'd be okay if you knew that Mark had kissed me and been naked with me and made love to me. Yes. <laughs> You knew that our hot, sweaty, writhing bodies. Some great acting from uh, David Swimmer there. No, it's like the yes, I would be perfectly okay with that, and it's like it's clear. Clearly, he wouldn't be. I mean, it's just a dumb lie to tell because yeah. Rachel knows you're lying. You're yeah. like, no, that's different because of this. And, yeah. you know, I'm not making an excuse, just it's different. Otherwise, yeah, Rachel could turn around and go, right, I'm going to see Mark now. We can even out, even things out, and we'll be good. Yeah, like okay. he wouldn't no. he would never deal with that uh skipping to later in the night rachel is uh pretty much done with arguing uh she's going to order a pizza <laughs> poor joey, poor joey. <laughs> uh but phoebes has a great idea they can eat the wax it's organic <laughs> uh charla's response cracks me up and this is probably uh my line of the show i don't have a clip for it uh but he's like oh good food with hair on it <laughs> my joke my joke I love the, the, the Phoebe's response. It's so plain. They're like, not the used wax. Like, she's like, we're used to uh, eat the clean wax. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, that does make way more sense as a suggestion, even if it's still a stupid suggestion. Yeah, but Pachana's like, yes, because that will be stupid. <laughs> like, no. Uh, Ross wants to get in on the pizza, though. Uh, Rachel then orders the worst pizza for Ross. Uh, whoever wants pizza with anchovies on. I like how petty she is. It's like, I'll just pick them up. And she's like, can you like chop them up and put them in the sauce? Yeah. I'm going to eat pizza, but she's deliberately going to have her way to annoy Ross. I, I don't know if anchovies is like an American thing. Can, can you get them on pizza over here? I've never seen anyone ever order anchovies here, but in America, it's one of those, a bit like a pineapple on pizza. It's like, oh, who eats that? Oh, the weird people eat the anchovies on pizza. I mean, that's definitely a question our audience is going to have to answer because you're asking the wrong yes, person. Yes, I know. You don't like pizza because you're a weirdo. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> and then it turns out the gang have resorted to eating the wax. Uh, Joey, again, doing the classic. Mm, actually, this is quite, quite a good way. Everyone else is disgusted. Uh, would you eat the wax? Probably try the wax. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's got to be something else in the room or just go hungry. I mean, it's weird that you can't access the fire escape. from. I was thinking, why didn't they call the pizza and have it like... That could have been like a little subplot of them calling pizza and be like, right, don't bring it to the front door. You need to bring it round the back up the fire escape. Like where, like so we can get to the fire escape from Rachel's room, right? Or is there fire escape down? Oh, the who, who, like, who, who, who knows, right? But at the same time, like the pizza guy wouldn't be able to get up because the, the ladders never reach the floor. They're normally on like springs. Well, I you'd go down and get it and then climb back I up guess, the pizza. Yeah, 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 I guess you do that. You expect, I mean, I say that you expect a lot from delivery drivers. I get really angry when I lived in an apartment building and they'd refuse to come into the building. Yeah, they stand outside going, where are you? I'm like, the big building with all the lights on that's... I'm not insured to come inside. I remember calling Uber Eats once uh. and being like, what's your motto? Know what you mean? I'm like, your motto that I'm reading on your map says delivery to your door, not my building or the car park, to my door. And you're not at my door and I get really, I get really angry by it. It's the only time I get irrationally angry. And it's when delivery drivers and all my friends will be like, you're ridiculous, Ryan. And I'll be like, okay, let's set the scene. It's 9.30. You're hungry. You don't want to cook. It's raining outside. You, okay, order, Joey. you order a delivery. The delivery driver gets to your gate, because you live in a house, and he calls you and says, hi. Can you come get the food from the gate? Do you want to go outside? Do you want to have to put your shoes on and walk across the, the patio or out in front of the front gate? <laughs> when you're in your silk kimono. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, it's just, it's the same logic. And they're like, oh, I wouldn't get that mad. I'm like, no, but you would expect him to walk the extra 10 foot to get to your door. Yeah. So is it that ridiculous for me to expect him to come up a lift? Yeah. But that just makes excuses because they were lazy. No tips from me. <laughs> uh, Ross is still trying to convince Rachel, though. He doesn't cheat. He's not Joey. Throwing Joey again under the bus. That's such a, I mean, I was going to swear then, but it's such a horrible thing to do. Like, don't undermine your friend. No. Like, Although Joey does go, wait, 
Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, because we, we don't see Joey in that many relationships and know he cheats. We know he dates more people at once. And if you're not in an exclusive relationship, is it really cheating? He's just yeah, no, cheating around a lot. Yeah, he doesn't. I guess later on, he, he you could consider him cheating. But at the same time, he probably is like, well, no, we're not in a relationship. We're just dating. Yeah, I think it's employed. Like, oh, Joey's slept with the same girl for a few weeks in a row. So they're probably, you shouldn't be sleeping with anyone else. Yeah. But people don't have that conversation. But especially in the 90s, he was, was a lot more employed, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's also 3am and the gang are still listening in. This morning you said there was nothing so big that we couldn't work past it together. No, what the hell did I know? Look, 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 there's got to be a way we can work past this, okay? I can't imagine, I can't imagine my life without you, you know, without... Without these arms and your face and this heart, your good heart, right? And... You're a totally different person to me now. I used to think of you as somebody that would never, ever hurt me. Ever. God, and now I just can't stop picturing you with her. I can't. It doesn't matter what you say or what you do, Ross. It's just changed everything. Forever. So, yeah, this whole scene is deeply upsetting, really. Uh... I think most people have had a breakup like this before, whether it involved cheating or just one person not not, not wanting to be with another. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never as easy as we kind of wish it could be. Uh, but, you know, the the emotion of every single actor uh, on display here is brilliant. They, they sell every single word and look. Uh, it could come off as corny, and it doesn't, and that's what makes Friends great. Yep, the, the talent of the cast is definitely... I mean, just the way, like, Ross's voice breaks yep. and it's there's so much pain there and, you know, he's clearly channeling some of his own experience because, you know, that's what actors do, I guess, but... Yeah, he's, he's not, not got the spray bottle out to make it look like he's been crying. Like, it, it's all very genuine how they feel and it is why it sets it apart from other TV shows where they get upset and you're like, there's, there's no... I don't know. There's... There's... There, just um, when they do get up so there's no realism to it i guess yeah, i think a lot of tv shows play breakups for plot points yeah and it's like oh this happened for this and obviously friends is a tv show it does the same thing but the way it's executed yes it it comes it's it's a breakup you're watching two people go for a breakup you kind of you get so absorbed by their acting and the way it's written i mean like out of context the dialogue's really cheesy, but I'm sure anyone who's been for a breakup looks back at things they may have said during it and goes, oh my God, how lame. But when you're in your feelings, you're in your feelings. But during that whole clip and, and outside that clip, there is not a single joke, not once. Uh, if this was the Big Bang Theory, after a line of them being upset, there would have been a joke put in. Because yep. they're like, no, no, can't, can't have people being sad. It's like, no, this is why Friends stands above other, other similar TV shows because it will have moments where for five minutes there are no jokes it's just seriousness yeah it's not scared of the drama no and yeah I, I really love this scene because yeah it's Ross and Rachel arguing again uh, but it's just the way the way they both act and make you believe in the characters making the relationship fi- feel real yeah I mean I've been dumped and I've broken up with people and both are uniquely painful for different reasons yeah like it's yeah it's, like this is very relatable to yeah most people out there yeah i've definitely been on the rough side of things more than once um and i've been on the rachel side and it, it all sucks there's nothing like, no one's happy breaking up with somebody because no you you wish you could be like these tv celebs where you're like yes we we broke up amicably amicably uh you know and that's it we moved on and it's like no that didn't happen like that there was more to it it wasn't just like we should break up. Yes, I agree. Yeah, didn't nice to meet you. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was like, oh, that, was, that was horrible. Uh, the guys and the girls have stayed up all night and finally leave once it's quiet to find Rachel sleeping on the sofa alone. And this scene does end on a joke. But for the, for the whole moment, like they're coming out, you know, there's no joking. It's all just quiet. They... You know, the, the writers and directors and cast know that this has to be a, a serious scene. And they don't want to, you don't ever want to leave uh, a TV show, like, on a serious note. Which is why they have the, the Joey's walk joke. He needs to have a pee. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't kind of like uh, earlier, which we skipped over, of Joey just kind of casually going, oh, I need, a, I need a new walk. Yeah. So what? Okay. And it's obviously to play off here. Because uh, they wanted to end on a lighter note. 
Yeah, it's it's a tough one because they've had essentially two episodes of drama mm. apart from their last like ten seconds of this episode, and part of me is like, would it have been more poignant to just have had you know Monica cover Rachel in a blanket and then fade to black and you'd be like you know yeah sometimes they don't even have the theme do they they yeah. just have silence silence and then the joke isn't particularly good or funny it's just like, no oh, you do it? And like, but at the same time i get you've had this kind of like <gasps> holding your breath moment yeah. emotion and it's like it's the laugh is kind of like it and you release it a bit you're kind of like oh, okay whew, carry on and and so it's probably for the benefit of other tv shows following really yeah who, for your show yeah if that had just ended with a fade to black with an upset rachel on the sort of sleeping on the sofa I wouldn't have wanted to follow that. No. I'd, be like, oh. I'd have been like, well, I mean, I did exactly what I did when I watched the episode back. I went and put the kettle on because I'm English and whenever the sudden intense emotion did be felt, I could put the kettle on. Um, but yeah, I, I can see why the joke was there for, you know, for TV land rules. Mm. But do I wish it wasn't there? Like if I could edit the episode so it wasn't there, would I do so? Probably. Yeah, I think I'd like to take it out. I would take the joke out just because you're so involved in the emotions that laughing then feels a bit cheap yes especially given that it's not a hilarious joke no. like the best joke in the episode is you had a hell of a time at the wake like if you're not going to hit me with that level of wit yeah leave no, me inside. yeah just leave that because it's especially the way that joey's walking it looks like he's trying to tiptoe quietly not he needs to pee yeah or it's a new walk or whatever like it's yeah it should have just ended quietly and silently um yeah pretty emotional pretty raw uh sad for the Ross and Rachel fans out there. Yeah, it's sad in general. I feel like even if you don't like Ross or Rachel, like no. you'd have to be strangely heartless to see this episode and not feel something. No. And it's going to make for some amazing comedy from now till the end of the show, the series. I mean, yeah, like tragedy and comedy go well together. It's why yeah. the, the masks exist the way they do. Um, like, I mean, look, Jess and I broke up and it was, what, two weeks before we were making jokes about it? You were making jokes about it, and then it was all okay. The floodgates had opened. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, not necessarily like you go. Just <laughs> there were jokes made within like a fortnight. Yeah, um, because it does help. Like laughter helps you get over that kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I would like to know what our audience thinks of this episode. Uh, so you can write to us on the website watchingfriends.com. There's a contact form on there. You can message us on there. You can message us on Twitter and Facebook at watchfriendspod. And you can be an awesome superstar and join the patron at patreon.com forward slash watching friends where you can also message us there and chat to us and get uh, ad-free versions of this show and exclusive bonus episodes with Joey. And I think we want to do some fun ones next, don't we? Just yeah. just mess around like we did one uh, previously, which was uh, best and worst friend. We did a pros and cons list for each one. Which was as we say, way harder yep. than we thought it was going to be. Uh, we've spoken about uh, Gumpfer and the actor who played Gumpfer before in depth. Yep, rest in peace. Um, so yeah, we, we would like to do some more fun things. So come and join us over on our Patreon. We are supported by our fans and we do this for you out the goodness of our hearts and our wallets especially. Yep. Uh, yeah, this, uh, this doesn't come cheap, so do appreciate it. But I'd love to know what you think. Were Ross and Rachel on a break when this happened? Was Ross in the wrong? Was Rachel in the right? Should Rachel have been more understanding or uh, more detailed with what she meant by on a break? And if you are part of the on a break crowd, I kind of want, or they weren't on a break crowd rather. What, how, how would that break start? Did they need to formally handshake on it? Have a written contract? Like mm. she said what she said as he left the bit and he left. Like I just, with people that say they weren't on a break, I'm like, what would have made it a break? What else could they have done, or would you have wanted to have seen for that to, to, have to been confirm a break? it? Yeah, like you know, is it is it like that? Is it a handshake? Is it a no wink? Is that you know, okie dokie? Like what did was it Ross's lack of response that made them they weren't on a break because he hadn't agreed, or does he need to agree? Like I want, yeah. I want you, I want to know, I want you to tell Cause, me because you have to wonder if the writers uh, did this on purpose, made it a bit, you know, could could be either way. Yeah, I, I, I think they probably did. But they probably didn't expect it to blow up like it has done. Yeah, I mean, you know, 20 years later, we're, 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 people are still having the debate. Yeah. Like, Which has been answered. They were on a break. Well, <laughs> I guess that's the fun part. The actors have given us the answer. Yeah. But Ross and Rachel haven't. No. Ross and Rachel would never be able to give no, us the answer. No, they wouldn't. No. Uh, whether Ross is in the wrong or Rachel's in the wrong, they will stick by their guns. Well, I mean, they both feel the way they feel. Yes. I feel like what? 
Rachel feels how she feels. I feel like for Ross, it's a convenient excuse. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, so yeah, we would love to hear your feedback. We will definitely read out any correspondence that we get on the show in a future episode. Um, where else can we find you, Ryan? As always, you can find me at gamehype.co.uk for all kind of nerdy gaming shenanigans. And you can find me at fuzzballs.co where I draw cute animals and put them on t-shirts with funny slogans. They like their food, just like Jerry does. So check that out, please. Uh, so yeah, until next time, uh, it's going to be another fun episode. The The whole breakup and fallout from this leads to some hilarious comedy. It does. I'm really looking forward to the, the next episode as well. It is, it, it is a weird transition, to be fair, given that we have two episodes where you so emotively feel for the parent, yeah. and then almost immediately you're like, bother joke, hey! Yeah, 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 <laughs> lot, lot, lots of fun times. See, I'm really looking forward to the next week, so we will be back again in a week's time. That we will. Same place, so make sure you are subscribed on whatever podcast feed you found us on, and we'll see you in a week's time. Cheerio. Goodbye. <laughs>